Welcome to the Valley Brook Community Church Podcast, and thank you for joining us online today. You're about to hear a sermon from our current series, Gifted. As Christ followers, God has gifted each and every one of us with special attributes or qualities from the Holy Spirit. During this series, we'll take a closer look at each spiritual gift to better understand the purposes and God's design for these gifts. We hope you find this podcast meaningful. We love to hear how God is touching people's lives. Just go to our website at www.valleybrook.cc, select contact us, and send us an email. Good morning, everybody. My name's Clark Poff. I'm one of the pastors here on staff. We're glad you're here. We've been praying about this service and this series for a while, so we're excited for you to be here. Uh, The name of this series is called Gifted because we believe that once you become a follower of Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit comes into your life and the Holy Spirit reveals a spiritual gift to you. And that gift that the Holy Spirit reveals is to be used to glorify God, to build up the body of Christ, and to reach the world with the good news of Jesus. And we believe as followers of Jesus Christ that that when we use our spiritual gifts, we're actually walking in the purpose for which God has created us for. And so we're, I'm excited about this series and about encouraging people to find their gifts. I, I do want to say this. Um, throughout this series this month, um, I'm just going to tell you on the front end, uh, there's, we're going to cover a lot of material. So if you're a note taker, I would encourage you to uh, use your, uh, the Bible app if you have it. Um, you may or may not know this, but every week we actually put an electronic outline on the Bible app, and you can find it by opening up the Bible app, and on the bottom right-hand side of the uh, desktop of the Bible app, they'll say more. If you click on more, it will uh, say events, and if you click on events, you'll see Valley Brook Community Church, and you can click on that and and, uh, scroll down, and there's the outline, and you can actually save the notes you take there for uh, further study. Um, Also on our website and on that uh, same app, you will find a list of the spiritual gifts that we'll be looking at during this series. So we really want to encourage you to do this for your own personal growth and your own uh, edification as you seek to be a follower of Jesus. Um, During this series, we've been asking people to share a little bit of their walk with God. And so I'm going to invite Lynn Cicero to come up. So give her a warm welcome. Lynn, thanks for coming and and sharing your story. So, you know, just tell us a little bit about yourself and how you came to Valleybrook. Okay, well, I was born and raised in Suffield, lived with my folks, my two sisters, and in my early 20s, I moved to Florida, spent about 20 years down there, homeschooled my kids, raised my family. Uh, My son, Corey, is 24 now. He's a staff sergeant in the Air Force in Hawaii. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, thank thank you. you. Thank you for your service. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, And my daughter is 22, and she's a physical therapist assistant down in the Tampa St. Pete area. But um, I, myself, have been regularly attending since October, but I would say I've been visiting Valley Brook off and on over the last 16 or 17 years, back when you were at the school. My sister Kim is the director of communications here, and I would come up in the summertime with my kids every six, we'd spend about six weeks up here, and then um, holidays. And so my kids participated with their cousins in VBS and sports camp. My daughter did Project Hartford, or Hartford Project, uh, a couple years in a row. So that's been a while. That's cool. Now, I know that recently uh, you've gone through one of our Pathways for Discipleship growth track, and you've really had a profound experience about that and learning about your spiritual gifts. So you want to share it with us? Sure. Um, 
So the reason I came up here, uh, back to Connecticut from Florida, was that I left an abusive marriage. Um, just so you know, I, d I had a disclaimer in the last service that I'm a crier, so <laughs> if I cry, just know that they're happy tears, all is good. Um, but anyway, so I was pretty broken yeah. when I got up here, yeah. very broken. And um, I knew, though, that I wanted Valley Brook to be my church home. Uh, I had enjoyed visiting over the years, and I knew through Kim that a lot of people here at the church had been praying for me and praying for my situation. And so I knew this is where I wanted to be. Yeah. The first thing I did when I got here was join a life group. Mm -hmm. So I attend life group at the Perry's house on Thursday nights. It's an amazing group of people. Um, and then after I did that, the natural next step seemed to be go through growth track. Yeah. So I did that in January. Um, and some amazing life-changing things have come out of it for me. I know life-changing sounds kind of drastic, but for me, it, it really was. Yeah. Um, the first thing it did, this is where I get a little emotional. Um, like I said, I was pretty broken, felt pretty worthless when I got here, um, left to feel like I could never do anything right, I wasn't good enough, everything was my fault, my priorities were out of whack. And so I attended Growth Track, and when we did our spiritual gifts inventory, it really reaffirmed for me um, gifts that I had always known that I had, but they had kind of gotten shoved aside, um, lost along the way, and so that was very powerful for me to realize I do still have those gifts yeah. and I have purpose, and in fact, when Growth Track ended at the end of those four weeks, I actually volunteered to serve on the Growth yeah. Track ministry team, so I've been doing that since uh, beginning of February. Uh, the other thing that came out of Growth Track for me was discovering that I have the gift of mercy, and that was a surprise to me. I've always thought of myself as a thoughtful, caring individual, um, but didn't really realize how much I could use that gift of mercy to impact other people. And I actually think God was developing that gift in me throughout the struggles in my marriage. I don't think by any means, don't get me wrong, God didn't cause the abuse in my marriage. God wasn't punishing me for anything, right. nothing like that. But I felt like the thing that I actually clung to during the darkest days was that God loved me. God had a purpose for me. God wasn't going to forsake me. And then if I could just get to the other side of it, he was going to use it for good. There was some good going to come out of it, and, and it would be used for his glory. And that's exactly what's happened. Uh, after I finished up Growth Track um, and really started thinking about that gift of mercy, I went through a six-day, 40-hour certification training um, so that now in the state of Connecticut, I can work directly with domestic violence survivors, sexual assault victims, um, and help them out. I'm hoping to uh, volunteer at a local shelter, or work the domestic abuse hotline, maybe even be a resource for anybody out there who's hearing this message yeah. and, and needs somebody to talk to. Yeah. So that was wonderful. Yeah. That's great. I was baptized. Yes, you were. That was great. Yeah. Um, after going through Growth Track and realizing I really did want to become an official member of the church, um, I chose to be baptized. I had been baptized as an infant, but was baptized by immersion here in February yeah. with everybody out here. And uh, my family came to support me, so that was a really beautiful yeah. day. Yeah. One more thing. Mm -hmm. uh, this is sort of a delayed benefit of Growth Track, but of course it was all God's perfect timing. Um, I have a job that I just got last month, and if I had not gone through growth track, it never would have happened. 
Um, I work for Rhino Back Roofing, and I went through Growth Track and talked about my gifts, and of course, I've been volunteering on the team with Mike Truentrend, and he and Lisa uh, had a position they were hiring for at their company, and from what I understand, maybe had inter interviewed some individuals, hadn't quite found the right fit, when all of a sudden, Mike said, wait a second, what am I thinking? I know the perfect person for this job. And so they hired me, and I don't think, I've told them, but I still don't even know if they realize truly how life-changing it's been for me. Um, here I go again. Uh, when I got here, like I said, I was emotionally broken, but I was financially broken as well. I had to move in with my parents, who I love to death. They're amazing people, wonderful people. Um, but at almost 49 years old, I've kind of gotten used to my independence. I'd like to get out there again on my own. So um, having this job it, it is helping me with that. And, and it's letting me contribute and add value to a company whose number one core value is loving other people. Cool. And so that's a huge blessing for me. And I, I finally feel like I'm becoming the woman that God created me to be. That's very cool. That's cool. So. So, so what's it been like using your gifts and knowing you're making a difference? It's amazing. Yeah. Um, it, it, it really has added value to my life. One thing that you'll learn if you've already gone through Growth Track or will learn if you go through it is that we are all created to make a difference. Yeah. We, we truly are. God equips all of us to make a difference. And if you're not, you're really never going to feel a true sense of peace and fulfillment. Um, it's actually... What helped me get up here today to talk to all of you uh, is the fact that maybe there's one person out there that I might make a difference for. Um, this really takes me out of my comfort zone in a, a big, big way, yeah. but I've got a really big, big God, so here I am. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> so what would you tell the rest of us about discovering our gifts and finding a place to serve? I would say go to Growth Track, sign up. Don't sign up, just show up yeah. if, if, if you can. Um, I think it's one of the greatest things you can do to grow in your faith and to realize that you have value, you have purpose. God equips each and every one of us, big ways, small ways, every way in between. And I believe that there's somebody somewhere, whether it's within the walls of this church or outside these walls, that needs you to make a difference in their lives. So discover those gifts, go out there, make a difference, and then maybe you will empower them to go do the same, to make a difference. And that's really what it's all about. Yeah, that's cool. Well, I want to pray for you and, and pray for all of us. And then after I'm done praying, we can show her our gratitude for her sharing her story. So let me pray. Father, we thank you for Lynn, for what you're doing in her life, Lord, for the healing that's taking place, for the fact that she's uh, seen and discovered her purpose and she's actually walking in that and making a difference. And so, Lord, I pray that you'd bless her and bless all of us as we seek to find our gifts and walk in that purpose. Lord, I also am grateful that uh, she's safe and protected. And, and so, Lord, I pray that you'll continue to keep her in that form and fashion. And, Lord, I pray for each and every one of us that we would walk in what you've called us to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing. Thank you. Last week, I was listening to an interview with evangelist Luis Palau, and uh, uh, at the end of the interview, he prayed for uh, the uh, listening audience, and, and the prayer he prayed really grabbed my attention because there was specifically one phrase, uh, and maybe it was because I was you know, thinking about this message and working on it, but this is the phrase that he said. He said, and he was speaking to God, he said, God, we thank you for the grandeur of being called servants of God. 
we thank you for the grandeur of being called servants of God. So, you know, a bunch of questions just sort of popped in my head, you know, reflective questions. You know, do we see ourselves as God's servants? Um, Do we understand that once we become a follower of Jesus, our identity is as a servant of God? Have you ever considered how grand it is to be called a servant of God? Do you see the grandeur of serving God? Think it through. Thank you, God, for the grandeur of being called your servant. So this morning, I'm going to look at the truth that all followers of Jesus are servants of God. And then in the context of this series about spiritual gifts, we're going to look at how God has uh, given some of his followers specific gifts of service. Now, granted, whenever you use your spiritual gift, you're serving God. But there are some specific gifts that we would sort of categorize as service. So we'll we'll do that. But first, let me just talk globally about the big picture about how we're all called to serve. So we need to recognize this, that, that serving is our response to our loving God. Serving is our response to our loving God. The Apostle Paul exhorts us with these words. He says, So then, my friends, because of God's great mercy to us, I appeal to you. Offer yourselves as a living sacrifice to God, dedicated to his service and pleasing to him. This is the true worship that you should offer. What powerful words. Our response to God's compassion and his love and his mercy should be one that says, God, you've done so much for me in Christ. I will do whatever you want me to do for you. We should respond and say, God, I will sacrifice my will for your will. I will give up living for me and I will live for you. I will lay my agenda down and I will take up the agenda of the kingdom of God. In serving God in this way, the Bible says that this is pleasing to God, that it's our true worship of God. Now, let me remind you that when you decided to be a believer in Jesus, you became part of something bigger than you are. And we have relationship responsibilities and blessings with one another in the body of Christ. Because when we became a follower of Jesus Christ, we became part of his body. And that means we live in relationship with one another. And, you know, Paul uses this imagery in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 about the church, the the body of, he calls it the body of Christ. He says, every believer is a part of the body of Christ. And he uses this idea that, you know, just like our human bodies have, you know, different parts and, and our bodies were made to need all of those parts, So in the body of Christ, each one of us makes up a different part. We're all needed. And not one part is more important than the other. Not one part uh, should be honored more than the other. It's that we're all needed and we're called to do our part. So it's what we understand that being a part of the body of Christ means that we're part of something bigger than ourselves. That we are created to be in relationship with one another. And it's an honor and a privilege to serve God within the body of Christ. Here's what we also need to know about that. Serving God is the calling of every follower of Jesus. 
Serving God is the calling of every follower of Jesus. The apostles understood this. They understood that God wants all people to come to know him and believe in him. And he wants us all to know that God is calling us to be a part of his divine purpose in this world. So you and I need to embrace the truth that we are people called by God to believe in him and to follow him and to serve in his kingdom. So the Apostle Paul writes it this way. He says, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. So Paul says, I urge you to live a life worthy of your calling, the calling that you've received from God. The Apostle Peter says it this way. He says, God called you to do good, even if it means suffering, just as Christ suffered for you. He is your example, and you must follow in his steps. So you and I are called to to do good. We're called to, to live a life worthy of the calling that we received. And when we walk in that calling, that means this, that, that we're fulfilling the divine purpose. Or maybe you want to call it the divine destiny that God has placed on your life. You're doing what you were created by Almighty God to do. So it's powerful when we do this. You know, the, the idea is this, the apostles, uh, you know, Paul and, and Peter and, and all of the disciples, they understood that we're all called by God. And they understood that that calling is the part of the divine identity of every follower of Jesus. Uh, our identity, as I said earlier, is that we're a servant of God. And, and there's something very powerful about acknowledging that truth that we're God's servants. That's how he sees us in the best idea of the servants, that we're part of his kingdom team. We're called to be a part of what he wants to do in this world. Recently, I was reading uh, something written by Pastor Craig Rochelle, and he was talking about how every day in his personal devotional time, he spends some time, some time in that period acknowledging the truth of his identity in Christ, talking to himself about how God sees him. And this is what he writes. He says, if we're going to do everything God has called us to do in our families and in our churches and in the communities, then we have to replace the negative thoughts of the world with the truth of God's word. So he's basically saying, listen, I, I he, you know, he's a pastor of a, of a huge church and he says, listen, I, I need to speak God's truthful identity over myself every day to reinforce my understanding of who I am in Christ and my calling and what I'm supposed to do. He does that to reinforce his calling and identity. So, wow, if he does that, shouldn't we do that? Shouldn't we embrace the amazing privilege of being a servant of God by declaring that truth? that we are a servant of God. So this is what I want you to do. I, I, in just a moment, I want you to say this phrase, I am a servant of God. I want you to speak that truth over yourself. Scripture says it about each and every one of us. But we need to own it. So let's say it together. I am a servant of God. That's powerful. We're God's servants. So if we all are servants of God, then we 
uh, must then understand that he's gifted us. And we've seen in scripture that every Christ follower has been given a spiritual gift to use in the body of Christ, to honor God, to build up fellow believers, and to reach the world with the good news about Jesus. Uh, Peter goes on and he explains it this way. Each of you should use whatever gifts you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone serves, they should do it with the strength God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. So uh, today and each of the successive Sundays in this month, we're going to look at some of the specific gifts of the Spirit. Now, I need to say this. The, the goal of teaching you what these gifts are is to help you understand them so you can see how each of those gifts operates in the body of Christ. And so you can move on in discovering your spiritual gifts and start using those gifts in the body of Christ. And so let me exhort you, listen up over these weeks and learn, but don't stop there. You know, the truth of the matter is that sometimes in the church today, everybody just wants more Bible knowledge that they just sort of dump into their brains, but they never translate it into living their lives for Jesus. They never walk in their purpose and their calling. Uh, you know, they get, you know, huge brainfuls of information that never gets lived out. So that's my desire to exhort you not to just learn but to live out what you learn. Discover your spiritual gifts. Try out ministries that seem to be aligned with your spiritual gift. Ask others for feedback on how you, they see you using those gifts and seek whatever you can do to, to learn more about it, to actually practice it and hone it as you serve God using your gifts. So I need to say this. You look, I'm not encouraging you to find your gifts and use your spiritual gifts so you can just serve the church, okay? I'm encouraging you to find and use your spiritual gifts so you can live your life to the fullest. Knowing that you're making a difference for God, walking in the joy of realizing that he's using you to grow his kingdom, to build up the body of Christ, to glorify him, that you are walking in your calling, in your purpose, in your destiny. So... Uh, just on a practical level, uh, today at 1230, we're offering step two of the Grow Track. We do it the second Sunday of every month. I would encourage you to go through all of Grow Track. It's one of our main ways that we help people grow into being fully devoted followers of Jesus. But the exciting and fun thing about step two is that it's, it's not a lecture format. It's really a lab. And that lab you're going to go through some tests where you will find on the spot what your secondary and your primary spiritual gifts probably are. And you'll uh, see, uh, do a personality test and see how all of that fits together for you to walk in your calling and your gifting and your purpose. So don't pass that by. You know, it, it's an, less than an hour class. It, it starts at 1230 today in the venue. So we encourage you to show up for that. If you can't make it today, it's always offered on the second Sunday of the month. So we want to encourage you to do that. Now, back to serving, okay? Uh, while we're all called to be servants of God, I want you to see that there are specific kinds of serving gifts. 
So let's look at what Paul said in 1 Corinthians 12. He said, there are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same Spirit gives them. There are different ways of serving, but the same Lord is served. There are different abilities to perform service, but the same God gives ability to all for their particular service. So God gives us different gifts um, for different kinds of services with different kind of abilities. Again, one is not more important or better than the other, all right? In this series, we're going to look at 24 gifts, all right? Um, we're not going to look at 24 today, so you can relax. <laughs> um, but we've sort of broken them down into four different categories. Serving gifts, miraculous gifts, gifts of revelation, and leadership gifts. And so today, we're going to look at some of the serving gifts, okay? Really, they're all for serving, but these are specifically ways that we can serve others in the body of Christ. And I, I'm going to run through them. Um, I'm not going to go into great, great detail. Again, you can download all of this from uh, the, uh, the app that's on the Bible uh, app. It's also, um, you can uh, send me an email this week and I'll, I'll actually even send you those notes if you would like them. But, but we're going to look at them. There'll be a scripture with everyone. I'm not going to read those scriptures, but I want you to see the reference for them. So the first one is this, administration. Administration is the ability to organize multiple tasks and groups of people to accomplish tasks. So I'm just going to be honest. Every single ministry in the world, honestly, almost every single ministry at Valley Brook needs somebody with the spiritual gift of administration. So if you've got that gift, there are tons of opportunities. Uh, the next one is craftsmanship. It's the ability to plan and build and work with your hands in construction environments to accomplish multiple ministry applications. Now this could be, you know, building a building or it could be uh, using uh, your creative craftsmanship for more artistic things. You know, we have some people with craftsmanship who have blessed us with their artistic work. There's a woman in our congregation who uh, did calligraphy in the, in the front lobby. If you haven't seen it, it's just a blessing. There's a man in our congregation who built that cross for us. Uh, both of them have the spiritual gift of craftsmanship. The next spiritual gift is exhortation. It's the ability to encourage others through the written or spoken word and biblical truth. Now, I know people with the spiritual gift of, of exhortation. When they use it, you may experience their use of it as either encouraging or challenging, okay? Now, that may sound negative, but here's the reality. When you exhort someone to live out God's truth and they're not, it's going to challenge them but in an encouraging way. So that's the gift of exhortation. Next is the gift of giving. The gift of giving is the ability to produce wealth and to give by tithes and offerings for the purpose of advancing the kingdom of God on earth. Now, you know, I say this, there are many things that Christ followers are called to do regardless of being gifted in that area. For instance, you may not have the gift of evangelism and that's okay. But every single Christian is supposed to be a witness for Jesus. And I say this all the time. You're a witness whether you think about it or not. All right? So if you're uh, living a life that's honoring God, you're a good witness. If you're living an, a life that's dishonoring God, you're a bad witness. So how does this fit into giving? Well, the reality is, is every Christ follower is, is called to be generous. 
to give. All right. But this idea of, of the gift of giving is one that um, is, goes beyond uh, where, where people have this gift to be able to, to, to raise funds, to give, to build God's kingdom. The next gift is this, it's helps. It's the ability to work in a supportive role for the accomplishment of tasks in Christian ministries. So listen, if a person comes up to you with the gift of helps and says, what can I do to help? You need to tell them what they can do to help so that they can walk in their purpose. Because if you don't, you say, no, I got it all covered. You're actually discouraging them for, from using their spiritual gift. Next is the gift of hospitality. It's the ability to create warm, welcoming environments for others in places such as your home, your office, or the church. We're all blessed by people with the gift of hospitality. We have uh, a coffee team and a fellowship team who just uh, do amazing things for us for uh, giving us comfort food on Sunday. But we also have an amazing cleaning team who make a comfortable, welcoming environment for us to sit in and we have a greeting and a frontline team who just make it comfortable for you to come and feel welcome because that's our goal and these people are operating in their gifts intercession intercession is the ability to stand in the gap in prayer for someone for something or some place believing for profound results so uh, notice how paul talks about uh, epaphras it says, he was always wrestling in prayer for the church. Wrestling in prayer is interceding. If you have the gift of intercession, look, we want to encourage you. We have a, a prayer room that is open whenever we're open during the week. But particularly, we're looking for people with the gift of intercession to be praying uh, during one or the other service, to be praying that God would use the service to help people come to faith in Christ, to help us and uh, build up the body of Christ. So let me know. I would love to help you use your gift. The gift of mercy is the ability to feel at empathy and to care for those who are hurting in any way. You heard Lynn's story. Uh, she discovered that she had the gift of mercy and it's led her to be trained to help victims of abuse. The final gift that we'll look at is this, service. It's the ability to do small or great tasks in working for the overall good of the body of Christ. If you have this gift, you find joy and fulfillment in and doing whatever it takes to help the body of Christ. So big picture, we want to help you discover your gifts. Why? Because you will be blessed when you walk in your gifting. You'll be making a difference. You'll experience joy from that. You'll feel the pleasure of honoring God when you use your gift. And yes, we are called to serve God in the body of Christ and to serve one another and reach the world for Christ. And so we're all called to do that. But my desire is to exhort you to do whatever it takes to discover and begin to use and hone your spiritual gift. Now, I said this earlier. I'm not encouraging you to do this so that you can serve in the church. I'm encouraging you to do this so that you can Find that joy of walking in your purpose, knowing you're making a difference. I'm going to invite the worship team to come up here because as we sort of bring this message to a close, first I want to invite you into a time of prayer with me to pray about this gift. But then I really want us to sing a song that we've been singing a lot lately. And the song is called New Wine. And if you remember the words of the song, 
It, it talks about um, that when you make wine, what do you do? You, you crush grapes. Now, that sort of sounds painful, doesn't it? But the whole idea in Scripture, the whole idea of letting the Spirit of God work in us is that He uh, takes our will and He may crush it to make something amazing out of it, to use us. The reality is this. We're influenced by the culture of our world constantly. We absorb that unconsciously. And the culture of the world is completely opposite of the culture of God. And so we have to embrace the fact that, that sometimes the things that we want to do for our lives are really more about the culture of this world than the culture of God. And so we need to, to let him have his will and his way in our lives. So I want to invite you to stand. We're going to, I'm going to pray for us, and then we're going to move into this song. And as we sing it, I want to encourage you to sing it as a prayer from you about your life, that you want to make yourself an offering of your gifts and your calling for God. So let's pray. Lord, as we come into this place, first and foremost, we want to thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, who has given us salvation through faith in him and also filled us with the Holy Spirit. And we want to thank you, Spirit, for pouring into each and every one of us a spiritual gift. And so now it's our commitment to say, Lord, we want to discover that gift, to walk in that gift, to use that gift, to build up the body of Christ, to glorify God and to reach more people. So Lord, I, I pray that you would help each and every one of us do that, that we will not take what you've given to us for granted, that we would say, God, have your way in our lives, that we would say, God, take our will away and make it your will and help us walk in our purpose, in our destinies, in our callings. So Lord, as we sing this song, we sing it to you as a prayer from our heart. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. It is our sincere hope that it has blessed you. For more information, visit our website at www.valleybrook.cc.